We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, we are here at week four. We've been looking forward to week four for a while. We thought week three was going to be a week week three but it was not week this one it can't be anything but a strong week four uh, with all the matchups that we've got yeah I mean it's it's going to be a fun week four there's no excuse you know you think six ranked teams are playing against each other um fantastic football all the way around uh high stakes games Ohio State Notre Dame uh three Pac-12 matchups. I mean, it's not just Dion. I know, we know we're going to talk Colorado because we do every week, but I mean, it's not just them. It's Ole Miss and Alabama. There's a chance that Ole Miss and Clemson or Alabama and Clemson could be out of the playoff by, by like seven o'clock on Saturday. It's a, it's finally, these are the best weeks of the year. This is what makes this job worth doing when you come across a week like this. Oh yeah. This is by far the best week in September, at least on paper. And no matter how it shakes out, there's going to be tons of storylines everywhere. So before we dive into a little bit of that, and we'll wrap up a little bit of week three, let's do some Trochi trivia. You can answer me at the end of the show. The last time Alabama has lost two straight home games was in 2007. Can you name the two teams they lost to? Think about that, and we will revisit at the end of the show. The last, because Alabama, of course, lost to Texas. Now they have their hands full this week with Ole Miss. They could have another two-game losing streak at home. They had a two-game losing streak at home back in Nick Saban's first year, 2007. Nick Saban's first year, 2007, seems to be uh, cropping up a lot in some of these uh, you know, last time, first time since questions about the Tide this year. So, um, But let's start with some news from yesterday. Mel Tucker fired officially from Michigan State. Uh, they left no wiggle room. Uh, I don't know if he's going to present some sort of defense. They basically gave him a week 
to explain why he should not be fired for cause. If he does not, I'm sure he will have some, you know, his lawyer will file something to, uh, you know, extend the deadline or whatever. But Michigan State left left it very clear where they stand on the whole situation with Mel Tucker with that statement yesterday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is going to be one of the best weekends of the college football season. Ohio State plays at Notre Dame, Florida State at Clemson, Colorado at Oregon, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss at Alabama, and Iowa at Penn State are just some of the big-time games this weekend. And if you're still looking for last-minute tickets to any of these huge games, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFB Nation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Yeah, I mean, it's over. And I, I thought when they suspended him that he wasn't going to coach another game there. And it makes sense. So uh, the, the key now is how much Mark D'Antonio, who is there as an associate head coach, he wasn't on the sideline, anything like that, is involved in handpicking who's next. And is this a D'Antonio guy, so to speak, which would be in that Mike Tressel type coach? Um, there's a lot of Michigan, you know, is Harlan Barnett the guy? Although his first 
look at it wasn't very good. That was um, a disastrous first half of his first game. Let me tell right. you. <laughs> um, and how much influence Mark has on it. Now Mark's earned that. He he won three Big Ten championships. He sent that got them to the playoff. He had an eight and three record against Michigan. So I mean they're going to respect his opinion on that. But uh, you know there the, we have a list up at Sporting News like everybody else does. And you know there's some interesting candidates out there. And I think it starts with Chris Kleiman. Uh, Kansas State, uh, yep. Trestle, Elko. And then I, you know, the more I thought about it last night, Sean Lewis is going to get a bump from coaching with Dion, and he coached at Kent and he has ties to the region. I mean, he could be one of those guys that you can't get Dion. If you can't get Dion, get somebody that, that has worked with Dion, so to speak. And I think that's one to keep in mind. Is Dion your first call if you're the Michigan State Athletic Department? Well, when we had Stewart on last week, it was interesting. It struck me when he said, you know, everybody's going to try to hire Dion first or do duplicate what Dion does. And that makes sense. Um, so they'll call, but I don't, you know, I mean, for Dion, is he really going to leave for East Lansing and be Michigan State's a tough job? Mark D'Antonio made it work because, at least on the football side, the whole little brother thing with Michigan, you're still, it's tough to operate in Michigan's shadow. It is. I mean, even when Michigan's down and Michigan State was winning, Michigan was probably more of the story because they were struggling. So, I mean, Nick Saban dealt with that. He beat Michigan. It, he he split with them. He had those Plaxico Burris teams. So it's a hard job. Not only that, you're dealing with Ohio State. I mean, the Michigan-Michigan State games are great. The last couple Michigan State-Ohio State games, not so much. State just runs them off the field in a half. So they've gone from like – a Big Ten championship team to when Penn State and Michigan are right, they quickly become the fourth wheel in that division. And that's what's happening right now. You are the Michigan State AD. You got uh, two messages. One is from Mike Elko's agent. One's from Chris Kleiman's agent. Who, who, which agent do you call back first? <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're pretty even to me. I mean, Kleiman, it's going to take a little more time, I think. Uh, he's built Kansas State. In that image, he's won national championships at the FCS level. I think Elko's is quicker if you want it to be like that. But, I mean, anybody that's watched them play, the way they run the football around Riley Leonard, um, the way they they play defense, he has ties to, you know, the area. He was at Notre Dame for a year, Bowling Green for a while. Um, Yeah, I think he's a very interesting candidate. I would probably – Elko would be a little more of a splash, I think, because he's the now. I mean, Chris Kleiman won a Big 12 championship, and I'm not sure people here in Columbus know who he is. Right, because they got waxed in the Sugar Bowl by Alabama. Took a little shine off that that big win over TCU. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's the biggest job right now, and there's not too, too many hot seats. I mean, we're only in September, but – um, certainly Billy Napier cooled his with a nice win over Tennessee on Saturday. I can't think of another job that's, uh, at least, you know, currently going to pay even remotely what Michigan state can pay. Right. And so they had, they should have the pick of the litter right now and they can get a head start because, you know, it's only September 19th. Um, so next on our list of topics, Colorado, Colorado state leftovers, we, recorded our live show at halftime of the Colorado Colorado State game, which was interesting at halftime. It got even more interesting in the second half. We saw Shador Sanders drive his team 98 yards in 90 seconds, down eight 
converted the two-point conversion, win in double overtime. The legend of Dion grows. Traffic on our site was through the roof. Ratings for ESPN were through the roof. Um, where do we go from here? Do, so I guess my question for Colorado is, should we look at that game as a, almost a negative in terms of Colorado State on paper is terrible? And to struggle like that, to, they probably should have lost, got a little lucky maybe to win. Or should we look at it as this team can handle anything that's in front of them? Well, I, as somebody that stayed up late last night watching the Browns and Steelers, it's – I was texting buddies. I said, that Browns-Steelers game was borderline train wreck TV. Like, you saw Nick Chubb go down. You kept watching. You saw – just ugly offensive play, terrible quarterback play for the NFL. You kept watching. Colorado's got that effect in a different way. You keep watching. They were down. You're still watching. Travis Hunter went down in an ugly hit with uh, Blackburn. You're still watching the game. And if you stayed up late enough, you got to see something magical with Shadur Sanders. And I think that's the entertainment value. We can... I, I have mixed feelings. Like we talked about this yesterday where I was telling you, yeah, I, I'm very happy our traffic's up at Sporting News. Um, at the same time, I think the media coverage is teetering on jumping the shark. I mean, it, you know, it, you, we're rooting for Colorado without saying it out loud because we want our traffic to be what, good. Anybody who doesn't say that's lying. Um, Mike, so, of course, wrote a cold column about that. He said... Dion thinks the media is against him. The media is for him. He's good for business. No, I mean, if they lose the next two weeks, the traffic drops off. Plain and simple. If Oregon comes out and beats them by 21 and then USC does the same thing, I do think the media coverage... Dion has mastered what Kirby Smart has done and some other coaches have found a way to done. He's he's found a way to make them an underdog in their minds, which they are technically. But I've, I've sat in press conferences and heard Kirby Smart say nobody believed in us. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, sure, if 25 NFL guys the last two years, I'm pretty sure everybody believes in you. And Dion's mastered coming up with a way to do that. So, you know, people are going to continue to watch. I think all of the pomp and circumstance around it, though, kind of makes me roll my eyes because I know the substance is actually there. Like that, exactly. Said, There's some stake to, with the sizzle with this right. team. There is right. some definite stake. I don't care about the other stuff. Never have. But when I watch Dion coach, I'm like, outstanding motivator, has a great son, you know, tries constantly to deflect the attention off his sons. He really does. He, he's, you know, he, afterward, he's like, I'm proud of my sons, of course, but I'm proud of my team. He, uh, he's a master motivator. He's got them 3-0. and And I think that's the real story is how good Shadur Sanders is. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome, awesome game. I, I want them... I don't want them to win. I can't say that out loud, but I, I want I want people to see that part of it. And that's what we try to do. So that's my opinion on it. I mean, we could talk about the hit with Blackburn where, I mean, apparently he was receiving death threats. That's ridiculous. It was a dirty hit. You kick him out of the game. It's over. It's nothing more than that. You know, like, but, but they and that, those are the things that take away from the experience. Yeah, it's too bad because there were some cracks in the Colorado D for sure. And in order to keep pace with Oregon, in order to keep pace with USC, they're going to need their best wide receiver. And Travis Hunter is going to miss both of those games. So they won't be as competitive as we thought. But I really like Sanders as a quarterback. I was as skeptical as everybody else. 
but you know, like I said, it's not all flash. It's not all hype. I mean, these guys can play, they've got skill. And even without Travis Hunter, they were able to move the ball. But again, that was against Colorado state and, you know, Oregon and USC, they don't have a ton. They're not known for their defense, but you got to keep, you got, <laughs> you got to keep pace with some serious offenses. If you don't want to get blown out. And what is the spread this week? It's a, it's 20, 20 right? and a half. Yeah. They've so. gone from a 22 and a half point favorite to a 20 and a half point dog. And the, the thing to watch schematically, I suppose, is how many sacks can Shadur Sanders take? He's take that's the one thing there. And Dion has said as much, they don't have a championship offensive line yet, or they don't have that in the trenches yet. So that makes what he's doing even more remarkable, knowing that offensive line's okay, but he's making plays with these receivers. He's making them on the run. He's making them, being innovative and he you know he said afterward brady mode and he's a cool customer i he mean is. I, he got drilled on that yeah. winning drive too on a targeting call that the guy not only went helmet to helmet full speed but pile drived him into the turf which is also illegal especially in the nfl they won't let you do that you got to kind of roll off he took right. that hit and then he goes to, he converts the, the game tying touchdown two-point conversion uh to tie the game the overtime plays like tough kid he's not just sizzle as well no i mean that it, it, it's gonna be fun to watch so i i'm like i said i'm not rooting for them i we will take the you know every media outlet will enjoy that but i i do think there's a risk of teetering toward jumping the shark everything always does with media hype happened with johnny manzel happens all the time i watch it all the time i've been around this for a while so you know will people still be acting like this if they get destroyed by Oregon and um, Colorado. I still think they'll follow Dion. I still think this is a seven and eight, seven, eight win team, which is amazing. If you look at their schedule and uh, they'll go to a bull game and they'll be a, they'll go to a bull game and go to a higher bull game than they should because people will watch Dion. So it's created a lot of excitement. And like I said, I just encourage viewers and listeners to see the substance and, you know, the style's great. But the substance is what matters to me. And I, I think it's a great story with Dion and, and his son and, and everything that's going on with Colorado. And, and I won't take it much further than that. I just like watching them play. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I mean, I've watched, I think, every snap of the first three games practically. And uh, they certainly have been entertaining. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. 
It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama. We mentioned him in the trivia question. Nick Saban announced on Monday that he is going back to Jalen Milrow as his starting quarterback. Milrow did not play a snap against USF. Alabama won 17-3 in an ugly, ugly game. Tyler Buckner, first five possessions, five punts. He was benched. Ty Simpson came in. Moderate numbers. Alabama did not take a two-score lead over USF until there were 33 seconds left in the game. Uh, just a, a very concerning performance. Uh, they go back to Milrow, and based on Saban's comments before the, uh, at post-game USF and then in the Monday press conference, something in the back of my mind says there was it was like almost a one-game suspension for Jalen Milrow and how he responded maybe to the Texas game, how he responded to the play, uh, you know, Buckner getting more snaps in, in, in practice. But I don't know. It just it felt weird to me. But maybe I'm reading too much. Uh, right. Between lines. Well, I, and they have three options, and they tried Buckner, and Buckner didn't work out. That was pretty quick, right? That Tyler Buckner wasn't going to happen, and Ty Simpson looked okay. And so I think you just go back to your best playmaker, and whether that was a suspension or not. And any time a guy sits, I mean, my mind went the other way, Bill. It was like, well, they did like one of those silent agreements, not to lose his eligibility so he could go to the transfer portal, which has also happened. I've seen that happen with Clemson and Kelly Bryant, where that ended as soon as he had the four games or whatever. So it looks like Jalen Milrow will be the guy. It's kind of like everybody is, this is kind of the sort of what we're talking about with Colorado. People are just so ready to throw dirt on Alabama. So ready to pronounce, be the first person to pronounce the dynasty's dead. And I'm like, why? You know, what are you going to say when, if Alabama wins their next nine games and beats Georgia somehow, which I don't think is going to happen, but well, that's why I kind of take the long view on that. I, I do think if there were ever a time for them to lose, it would be this week because Ole Miss has Lane Kiffin, has a quarterback with an over 200 uh, efficiency rating and Jackson Dart has a running rushing offense has the necessary talent on the defensive side of the ball to do it. So Jalen Milrow is going to have to be good. This is a tough game. This was a tight game last year and uh, it's a danger spot for Alabama and everybody's watching. Like I said, because I don't know why it's in our nature to watch people fail, but so some people are so interested in Alabama failing that they, they want this to happen. And you Flat out, just point blank, asked me this week in one of our meetings, "What if Alabama loses?" And right. you know, and it, we know it's a real possibility, but just like it's hard to picture after 15 years of just total dominance that they might have a two-game losing streak at home. They have questions at quarterback, and they might be an eight and four team if they, you know, if they lose this one and they play bad against USF and they lost by like, ten to Texas, like eight and fours in the picture. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it could happen. And, you know, for Nick Saban, I, we, when we were talking to Tim May about the, he was mentioning, he mentioned Alabama's quarterbacks enough to, you know, Sam Hartman could have been a possibility for them. There were rumors that Drake May, an Alabama commit, 
Yeah. They were trying to get him to come over there. And I mean, Alabama with Drake May is a national championship contender. They're probably number one. And he originally committed to them out of high school. Right. If Alabama had Drake May this year, they'd be number one. Uh, it did because you'd have, you know, a NFL caliber quarterback at the controls. So, or they'd be probably number two at least. So if they had Sam Hartman, they'd probably be number one or number two. Right. And that's another side effect. And perhaps you should assign this story to me is that <laughs> college football drift as it drifts toward being more like the NFL, that quarterback position becomes even more important than it has been. And, and you can see that because Colorado, that story is is happening because they have Shadur Sanders. Yes, exactly. USC has Caleb. The Pac-12 has all these good quarterbacks. That's why we're talking about it more. Uh, with Tim and talking about Kyle McCord, I mean, people are so – they've had first-round quarterback play at Ohio State since 2018. They expect it now. So, yeah. Well, and and the flip side of that is when Notre Dame played Ohio State last year, they went in with Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. And last week, Drew Pine had – you know, came off the bench at Arizona State and had terrible. You know, right. He had four turnovers and twenty-three snaps, I think, two interceptions, two fumbles, or something like that. And then, of course, Buckner couldn't do anything in Alabama. That's what Alabama rolled into Columbus with at quarterback position. Now they've got an established guy, NFL prospect, and the the script has flipped. So it backs up your point that you know how important quarterback play is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what the game is, and I, you know, that's what the NFL is. I mean, that's why I sit and watch bad quarterback play, good quarterback play, elite quarterback play, and that's that's where the game is, and that's where it's headed. And, you know, the, the Heisman tells you all that. We do Heisman piece every week, and, yeah, Marvin Harrison might be the best player in the country, but he's nowhere near the Heisman. He's probably, like, 11th right now. He'll have to go out against Notre Dame and have, like, 200 yards just Dang. to get in the conversation. Change his name to Deion Sanders Jr. That, that, would, that would help <laughs> would you. Help. Not Marvin Harrison Jr., Deion Harrison Jr. Uh, Deion Sanders Jr. Um, so another realization that struck you in the face this, this, this week when we were chit-chatting, a playoffless SEC, not hard to see, according to you, if somehow Georgia goes down. Yeah, they, they could potentially not have a playoff team. I mean, let's say... Alabama beats Ole Miss. Everybody on that side already has a loss. I mean, that matters. That, that like, has a chance. Um, if Georgia were to lose – Georgia right now could potentially have a schedule with nobody ranked on it. I mean, all it would take at this point, really, is Tennessee losing to Alabama, and they get knocked out of the poll. And suddenly, you're right, Georgia has no one on their slate ranked in the top 25. Or if it's Kentucky or Missouri at like 24. Like, you know what I mean? Like Kentucky could slip into the top 25. I believe they play Florida soon. Missouri is undefeated still. Um, but they could see, they could theoretically go 13 games and not play a ranked team. So let's, let's play that out. Let's say Georgia stubs their toe along the way. And two one-loss SEC teams play in the championship. And then somehow... Florida State goes undefeated. And one of those Big Ten East teams goes undefeated, which will probably happen. One mm-hmm. of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Texas goes unbeaten. USC survives six ranked games in the next nine weeks. Or Washington. Or Washington. We can put one them in the them. But let's For the sake of my discussion, let's do USC. Okay. So USC, Florida State, Texas, one of those Big Ten brands. The SEC can't outbrand them. They can't say, hey, we're – 
No, if it's Washington, they can start doing that. They can't do that with USC and Caleb. So they could be out, literally out-branded from the playoffs. And the data would back it up behind it. We just said nobody's ranked. Alabama's not what they normally are. LSU got beat by three touchdowns. And all these non-conference losses. LSU got beat by three touchdowns. Texas A&M wasn't on the same field as Miami. Uh, North Carolina beat South Carolina by a lot. I mean, there's so many pieces of this. Missouri saved the conference, so to speak, with a 61-yard field goal. Right. Utah beating Florida is going to come back if it becomes a Pac-12 SEC discussion. Yeah, so all of these things happened, and I think it's possible, which would be just so fitting in a four-team playoff era where they've dominated everything for about everything since Tennessee beat Florida State in the first BCS championship game that they could go – without a playoff team. And I do, I think it'll actually happen. Probably not because I've, I've done this conversation in September before and inevitably USC will probably lose. And those big 10 teams got to play each other. I actually picked Clemson to beat Florida state. We'll talk about that later in the week. And uh, um, I mean, are you really counting on Texas to get through the big 12 and, nope. and not after how they looked last week? I mean, I, you, Oklahoma could beat them. So there's a long way to go. And uh, Georgia's still very – people were freaking out about them at halftime, down 14-3, to but they weren't going to lose that game. No, they weren't going to lose that game. They weren't going to lose that game at home. Yeah. So, all right, well, before we get out of here, let's get back to our trivia question. Uh, The last time Alabama lost two home games in a row was in 2007. Can you name the two teams that beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa? I – I think I'm going to miss this question because I'm going to guess. I, I know George is one of them. I know that's one because I wrote so many Alabama Georgia stories over the years. I know that's one of the two. It's either Florida State or LSU. I know they played Florida State that year. So I'm going to guess Florida State knowing it's probably LSU. So that's my final answer. I got you, Bill. I got you. You nailed the, the Lorenzo Styles question without no right. hesitation. Or was it LSU then? LSU, they lost 41-34. Then their next home game, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. So I'm way off. I thought it was Georgia. 21-14. Did they play Florida State at home that year or away? No, LSU and ULM. They closed that year with four consecutive losses. Four consecutive seven-point losses. Seven points or less. On the road to Mississippi State and Auburn. And they lost at home to LSU and ULM. So, anyway, I they played Georgia at home that year. Well, I've got to have to. Well, I mean, 2000. They, I think everybody in Alabama doesn't remember 2007. I don't even think that's in the media guide. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, well, it could happen on Saturday. It's a. This is a couple leading into our preview show. A couple things that could happen that haven't happened in a long time. Notre Dame could actually beat Ohio State and Alabama could lose back-to-back home games. These things don't happen often. No, they don't. No, they don't, which makes us excited to tune in on Saturday. So thank you to everyone for listening to the CFP Nation All-America Podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. They'll have things covered from A to Z all week, before and after the uh, Notre Dame-Ohio State game. We'll be back later this week with our viewer's guide and our prediction show. So enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon. 
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com